Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 209. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinetsky. Hello, sir. I've got two whole thumbs. Are you still playing BMG? BMNG? BMN Beam Drive? Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, nice. Very but good. I, I, I'm bouncing back and forth. No, I, that's fine. You know, fine. You know how to do I, I only brought it up because I was kind of jealous. Because this computer can barely keep a Discord stream and OBS open at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm driving a Tucker truck and just putting it through hell. Not actually a out. truck made by a Tucker, though, right? Just like a... No, not... Okay. Uh, you know, You're I, talking I, like a it, toilet bowl injected GMT-300. Yeah, the, whatever the uh, beam, beam drive version of that is, I'm driving that. Fair enough. Um, all right, before we get into anything else, uh, I am actually drinking a sparkling water this time around because I grabbed the wrong thing out of the fridge. <laughs> I just have another Castle Cream Ale that I might, may or may not open, depending on how I feel. Definitely going to yingling it up again after this episode, but I made a huge mistake. Um, all right, so... I know, I know. I, I make mistakes, especially when I'm down on vacation. My brain just kind of moves into the mush state, which is exactly what I needed right now, and also kind of annoying to deal with. So, yeah, you've you've had like everything all happening at once. So it, when you said like you're going on vacation, I'm like, that would be nice to know, but I imagine he probably did this at last minute. I still so. told you okay. almost a week in advance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> usually when my almost. calendar moves over, yeah, it was Monday because I I do my calendars Monday through Sunday. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because that's how I live my life, and it's yeah. I, I only see that the podcast is coming up that week when I hit it on Monday, so that's why. But not ideal. But we'll get it done. Uh, before we start in on your first topic, I do briefly want to touch on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this sweet customized page on Patreon.com, you will find two open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. You get some neato swag and the ability to brag to all your friends as well as the ability to feed us topics. So Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. All right, so you have the first story. And I will bring up some I links. but <clears throat> So there we go. I... <laughs> As you know, I, I, you know, I'm working at BAT. I've, I've been discovering weird trends on cars I've not ever thought about looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk about actually a car that's like a, just a straight-up collector at this point. Nobody thinks about. And what that is is the modern Mini Coopers. So the BMW mm-hmm. Mini Cooper? Yeah, like the R53 like okay. Mini Cooper, the current body style. Mm-hmm. Not the current most newest one, but I mean that one as well. Because if you look at the bringing trailer graph when you go on that first link that I put in the in the notes, yep. No, I'm on that graph see, right now. Yeah, you you see that this is a clear upward swing that these cars are taking. The uh, the John Cooper Works ones are the first gen, obviously. Yeah, yeah, the first gen John Cooper Works cars are selling like just for freaking bananas. But even when you look down here at the bottom of the graph, the normal ones like you're getting up there. So like. I had one like a twenty-eight thousand mile two thousand five Mini Cooper S six speed in New York, with like is totally a driver quality car. Mm-hmm. Sold for twelve grand. Damn. With a like a with a roof rack on it and like it it was it sold surprisingly well. And that wasn't the only one. It's like if you look at these, like they're all like collectively selling for like way higher than normal. And you would think so. It's like all right, obviously What's people are that? buying these. Because they're like an exciting, like hot hatch, right? You would expect that, right, Eric? Yeah. 
N no! Not even! If you click that last link I put there, the mini Goodwood, uh, the Goodwood on. editions are automatic. And they're like, to be fair, it's a Mini Cooper with Rolls-Royce interior and paint, which is pretty <laughs> rad. But, I mean, still, like, that, Ooh. you know, yeah, fancy... Okay, that's an R56! Those are trash. Those things, the engines just fall out of them. Uh-huh. Uh, R56s yeah, should never be worth any money unless you're getting a first-gen JCW GP, which is an 06. Yeah, this is an automatic one with a very, very nice interior. This car is not oh. worth saving. But that's the thing. Apparently, they are because they are consistently selling very high and appreciating. Why? Oh. Are they super low production? The the Goodwoods, yes. I'm like looking. Said, I'm looking at the 2012 Goodwood right now. Yeah. Good Goodwoods. They actually literally like. I'm not exaggerating. When I say they put a Rolls Royce interior in it. Like they actually took corn silk Rolls Royce leather from the Rolls Royce factory, brought it to the Mini Cooper factory, stuck it in the Mini, and then shot it out the door. Uh, and they all like the wood trim is like from Rolls Royce's wood trim stock, so like it's actually pretty rad. But I mean, still, I mean, the, it, it's it's an automatic Mini Cooper when you get down to it with a tarted up interior. That one I, um, I don't understand. Um, the the GP again, I do. The, the friends that I'm visiting in Texas next week, they've got an 06, uh, like a really nice 06 GP, and I adore driving that thing. It is so much fun. But yes, yeah, so I I, I, I think that. Yeah, it's even got a crash I, on its record. I, yeah, that's what kept it only in the 30s. <laughs> this is like, so dumb. I'm trying to find <laughs> interior pictures. Uh, the, if you scroll down on it, I was on all the, the way down. I didn't see him. I'm gonna have to open it, the gallery. The, I think. Yeah. You get, well, I mean, the second or sorry, the third and or sorry, fourth and fifth pictures are I gonna be interior them. photos. Oh god, that automatic shifter is just tragic. <laughs> but I mean like that's a thing it's like that's a real actual trend and if you go like, to the branchular graph like Goodwoods consistently sell very well this is the but, dumbest uh... thing <laughs> I hate this this is a bad car and they sell great it does have lamb's wool floor mats <laughs> Sir, I'm not exaggerating when they, when they literally took like a bunch of Rolls Royce crap and just stuck it into a mini like, it's pretty cool I guess but, I mean, like, if you were looking for – I think that makes sense to me because it's for, like, people that want a serious subcompact. Like, that's what that car's for. Again, once again, the answer is always Fiat. Yeah, but, I mean <laughs> – I know. The, the minis, I, I'm wondering – The R53s even suck to work on. Like, changing an alternator oh. on that requires pulling an axle. Mm-hmm. It's like a Honda. Like, yeah, it's bad. Axle. Yeah, it, it's not good. Or a Mercury but, Cougar. Um, yeah, so I'm wondering if it's just going to be the Mini that does that. Or if uh, in that way as well in the future. As like a pushback from the whole giant car thing that's going on in America where everybody just gets giant cars. Because, like, no, people don't really want that, and now it's actually, like, sought after to have something smaller. And I think that Mini Cooper is kind of showing that, to be honest. is it, You have a smaller, fun car that isn't insane, and they the newer ones aren't as good as the older ones. So now the older ones are just going bananas, and, you know, the original Mini Cooper is just so unrealistic to own. 
that like that I think that car falls in a good place. Hmm. But I'm wondering like with Fiat 500s if they'll start going that way as well because Fiat 500s like they're a really endearing car and like they're objectively on par with the Mini Cooper in every way. And they'll they'll like, survive too. I mean, I'm actually amazed that this many Mini Coopers are still running. I, I'm I'm truly sur- surprised that there are that many Mini Coopers in bring a trailer condition. Like I see them all the time, where they're like most mostly clapped out. Yeah, not entirely, but like mostly. Those are the ones that have been sitting so, on somebody's driveway with a bad engine for the last five years, and they're just nuked. Yeah, exactly. And so I I just did like a quick look to see if I could find any modern Abarths that have sold on Bring a Trailer. And looking back through most, of, there's a solitary one, a 2013 Fiat 500 Abarth five speed sold on Branchiller in June of 2020 for 10 grand. Well, it's actually pretty good money. Yeah, 35,000 miles. It's a very meh color. It's a gray. That yeah, that car. There again, there's so many of them, and they they've got to go through their E36 phase before they really are going to start to come back. And, like, yeah. I've seen some really clapped out 500 Abarths now, so... <laughs> and, yeah, that's the thing. Like, minis have done that. Like, the, yep. it's not as, like... People don't really talk about it as much, but minis did go through that. Where there's a lot of people that heavily modified Mini Coopers and just bloomed the hell up. Yep. Also, Mini's been here for twice as long as Fiat. Oh, easily, so yeah. Think, 2001 versus I, 2012. Yeah, so I think I think that, um, that you know, given our five, six years, I think Fiat's will start catching up with Mini Coopers. Um, and in the meantime, you're going to be able to get, like, literally the best subcompact in the world right now for, like, next to free. So, and, yeah, so that, that's just something that I found that I thought was just totally wild, was, like, Mini Coopers appreciating value. So you can chalk that up with, like, the 80s Jaguars, cars you would not think are super, like, that are super collectible, but are. That's just so confusing. I would love to interview people that were the highest bidders on the last like 10 or 15 cars and bring a trailer be like what what got you interested in mini why you're looking for this specific one again like the jcw gps i get that you don't have to explain you know actually to i have a i have a friend who actually he was a mini guy for a little bit i can have him on and see if i can get him to come on because he's got a what is he i think he's got like rs3 now but he's got like some sort of like audi hot hatch I'd be but, curious um, to know because it just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, the the appeal of modern mini is like, yeah, like I I don't really get them because like I don't like the interior. I think that they're cluttered, uh, yeah, very poorly use like use of space, really poor use of space. Especially the but, GP, I mean, which like, has no backseat. <laughs> exactly, like it doesn't make sense. But to the me. car, but, like, that one's so hilarious to drive. It's like I don't even care. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it what I'm surprised I, so. If I were to get a Mini, I'd want to take one of the ex-Red Bull cars and then find myself like a Rolls oh, yeah. or uh, John Cooper at works. Or a Goodwood. Like, or both. Yeah. Put a Goodwood <laughs> interior with a GP drivetrain <laughs> and a Red Bull <laughs> Mini. And a Red Bull Mini would be perfect. That'd be a perfect vehicle. <laughs> Amazing. So yes, I can, I, I can understand the appeal of Minis if it is that exact vehicle. <laughs> yep. Which... Wow, I kind of want that now. <laughs> there you go. That, now you're going to start collecting like a collection of clapped out minis. <laughs> no, that that won't happen. Nope. All I right. like driving the GP when I visit people, but that's that's pretty much it. It's it's a perfect example of that car you like your friend to buy. Yeah. And yeah, speaking of cars, I want my friend to buy. 
yeah. <laughs> want to talk about. All right, so the, the Mercedes SL has been around since the 1950s, and from that time, it's gone from a hardtop coupe to a race car to a convertible. It's been through all sorts of, you know, the Pagoda, then it went to the R107, then the 129, then the 230, then yeah. whatever it is now, who cares? Um, the new one... They're making a couple of changes. For the most part, it's going to be a lot like whatever the current chassis code for the current SL is, which doesn't matter. Um, but they're getting rid of all non-AMG variants on the SL. That seems really dumb. Why don't you just get rid of the AMG variant? I think it's because it, that's all they're selling these days. Uh, yeah, it, but that's the thing. Is it cheapens the AMGs. It does, and they've already done that because you see like these SL43 AMGs, and I'm, I'm, bet, I'm betting you. We're going to see an even lower tier AMG badged model on the SL coming because wow, in addition to that, it's like M or yes, Audi S line. They're just, yeah, they're just like shaking all these badges down into the lowest tiers until people stop buying their shit. And then I, they're going to be so. out of cachet. So everybody really just wants to be infinity. Wow. Infinity is a brand leader for just totally nuking your brand and what makes your brand special. <laughs> Pretty much. And they're adding all wheel drive to the SL, which I'm just like, it's just, it's a convertible. I'm, I'm I'm not a fan of that, but I'm kind of curious about that because, I mean, like I know a lot of people in Minnesota didn't buy SLs because they're rear wheel drive only. That's However, a bad reason. I know it's a it's a bad reason, but I mean, like it, it's it's that's the world we live in. Um, so I've just I I just I don't fight about that. So just I I there's only so many fights I can win, and that I'm willing to fight over. Um, but one of the um things I'd be curious about is I would love to see SLs like race on rally like courses like S like convertibles. I mean, it's going to make drive. fantastic beaters in the future for sure. But just in the meantime, these things are all going to be driven like regular SLs, just toting around an extra 200 pounds of shit and getting worse fuel economy. That is very true. I don't know, it's, I'm... Probably means we're not getting a diesel variant either. Cause they're not going to make a diesel AMG. I would like to get a, di- a diesel all-wheel drive SL. That would line. be super cool, but I, I would, bet they're I not going to do that. it. I would totally buy that used. They've never... used. 100% buy that used. <laughs> nah, I, mean, I do not want it. it. Well, I mean, there's no Mercedes that ever buy new. Because, like, no SL ever has appreciated to the price it costs when new. Like, except for the, the First gold. Gen. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't count. Like, no, no, like reasonable SL has done that. Yeah. So I, I don't know what to make of this, but I'm like a little down on it, on the whole. Like, if you're putting it on the like the '63 model because you literally can't get it to hook up when you launch without it, okay, fine. But if you're if you're giving us a twin turbo V6 SL43 AMG and it's all-wheel drive, that doesn't make any sense. It's literally to sell it to Karen. Like, God, I, cars these days. Ugh. I I used to be so pro make things all-wheel drive because, like, just coming from, like, a world of drag racing, like, yeah, it makes sense. But, like, now it's just, like, the manufacturers have just ruined it. I just, you know? on a convertible, I just, I don't get it. I mean, there have not been that many companies that have done an all-wheel drive convertible. Like, BMW it, did it, and Audi did it. Conver- all-wheel drive on a convertible, I'm not inherently mad at. Because, like, when I think of all-wheel drive convertible, I think of what would have been the perfect DSM. 
<laughs> a GSX a G- convertible. A GSX convertible. And I've seen people do that, and when I see it, like, yeah, it's the perfect vehicle because it, it's so mm. awesome in every way. In the 3000 GT VR4 Spider. Like, oh, that is a cool car. Convertible. Yeah, yeah so okay. You can make an all-wheel drive convertible, like, really dope, but, like, I just don't have any faith that Germans know how to do that at all. Yeah, I think this is just going to be exactly like the outgoing car with slightly tweaked visuals, and then it's just going to happen to have an all-wheel drive system underneath it. Ugh, not a fan. No, I just... Not a fan. I'm pretty much in the same boat. I just couldn't really care less about that, but I just I, I had to bring it up because it's just so weird. I just... I, I know that they're going to find a way to just totally screw it up. Well, <laughs> how about this? I want to talk about another Mercedes convertible okay. that uh, was great in every way and rear wheel drive oh god <laughs> so i want to talk about uh the uh, 1886 uh ben's patented motor wagon okay uh because uh it, it was um international working women's day a little while ago and uh i was listening to the uh podcast about uh bertha benz's uh the time she stole Carl Benz's car where apparently <laughs> she stole it because Carl Benz was like really self-conscious about it and he wasn't sure if it was going to work and she took it and it, like it totally didn't work but, like, <laughs> she just like she just like dealt with it like the whole issue is like she made like, like every improvement to the car where like because like Carl Benz is like he was afraid to drive it because like he didn't want to break and she just like drives it and she's like yeah I broke everything oh by the way I invented the brake pad and you really need to put a two-speed transmission in this because the kids can only push it uphill sometimes. <laughs> um, She's like, a bad Carl bitch. Benz, yeah, Carl Benz is like totally cool with it. Like, and apparently when she did that, she also didn't because you know the the whole story is like she took the car to go visit her mom. Turns out her mom was on vacation. She'd even like call her mom to see if like if she was still there or telegram her mom to see if she was there. She's like straight up, like decided to head over. How far like, was without... that? Oh, wait, I see it here in the listing actually. It wasn't that far, but I mean, in 1886 with a car with like a horsepower, two horsepower, almost, um, it was 121 miles. It was like driving to like Mankato and back. Or if you're from Los Angeles, it was like driving, um, to, I guess. No, dude, this, it, this was 65 miles in 1888. No, the, whole, the whole trip. The whole trip would be 121 miles. That's what I'm saying. Okay. To and from. Okay. And I'm trying to think, like, like Los Angeles to, like, Anaheim and back. I was going to say, yeah, with no roads, 65 miles, that's, that's like, the drive to southwest Florida from Minneapolis. Yeah. So, um, anyway... Apparently in Germany, there's actually the Bertha Benz Memorial Route, which actually is the real route that she took, the the actual roads. And they do a vintage race that happens on those roads. For, I kind of want to do that. I, I, I want to do that quite badly. <laughs> or see it, I guess. I don't know if I actually want to do it. But... Oh, I want to do it. <laughs> 100%. Where's my so, goddamn pre-war bell? I know, right? Haha, it's not even near you. But like, there's no way that doesn't sound freaking awesome. I put up the route on the video here. Yeah, like it's a great route. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty excited about that. Um, So I got to do Goodwood, and now I got to do this Bertha Benz Memorial route heritage race. Where? uh, (laughs) What time of year did they do it? Uh, Let me see here. So Bertha Benz Memorial route. 
Looks like it started in 2008. Gross. That's pretty recent. Yeah. Um... <laughs> this is hilarious. Vintage. So you get notifications Great. for days over there. Yeah, that's Jana. That's mm. doing that. Um... I had to restart my phone. Oh. Ah, I see. Oh, weird. It's not telling me that. I don't know. Um, Ben's Memorial Route Vintage Race. Where did you find that it started in 2008? Uh, it's on the Wikipedia page. What so the hell? Why is, this, why is my life so difficult? So it was, the route was approved in February, but I'm guessing they don't do it in February. Oh, shoot, I have to sneeze. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do oh, it. No. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. When I want to know what time sure of year. Yeah, I don't know either. I'll find out. This is we'll baloney, sir. Oh, here we go. It says at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> Bertha Ben's challenge. Um, so apparently they do it in January, wow. but now they're doing it in summer. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you really want to just make it as bad as possible just to mimic the 1880s by <laughs> doing well, it in January? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so I guess it moves. It moves around. So they did summer 2011, and then they did September for 2012 oh, okay. and 2013. And so it's not a set date. No, it's not. They move it around. It, it, okay. it sounds like. But, like, yeah, Tesla Roadsters did it in 2011, so that's cool. So I guess, like, actual cars can do it. But I, I'm sorry. There's no way I'm doing that in a car made even a day after the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> Bertha's kind of a babe, too. <laughs> Thank you, Yeah, Jenna. I was just saying, Bertha Benz is actually, like, really attractive. Like, okay, I, would... I gotta look her up. For... Yeah, she's, like, really, really attractive. Yeah. she looks like she's plotting yeah like not just not just by like 1890s standards but like by modern standards like she's very attractive oh she's a babe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Carl Benson well for himself because he was not nearly as attractive as she was so (laughs) (laughs) I mean it was a different time but actually no I'm sorry I see a picture of Carl Benz at age 25 when you look up his Wikipedia and he kind of looks like Shane Madej from BuzzFeed and from Witcher Shane Madej is but Jana knows, and I know. And yeah, I do. Well, Nana Nana Boo Boo, you guys know some shit that I do not. Yeah, you, you would you would totally love Shane Madej. He's hilarious. Uh, and he's from Chicago, so he makes Midwest references. Okay, well, um, I, I do appreciate those. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. <laughs> he but, likes uh, Culver's a lot. Yeah, he loves Culver's. I want Bertha Benz to come back and then replace Valentino Balboni as Lamborghini's yeah. test driver. Yes. I don't know yeah, why, I know, right? but <laughs> that would be that'd be perfect. Be Ben's doing that. I love that she like when she did that race. She just like takes her sons and like yeah, she took her entire family in that thing. <laughs> I like, didn't just didn't tell Carl. <laughs> just did it before he woke up. <laughs> Carl's just like, well, I guess they're all dead. I'll start a new family. <laughs> Carl's second wife. <laughs> Bertha Ben's like. So I've been thinking for like, maybe like, for March we should just do. Um, for like the next three episodes for, that we record in March, we'll do like a kind of like a women's month sort of thing, like we did with Black History Month, where we oh, just yeah. talk about cool, cool women in in history. Because uh, yeah, there's totally things like there's more hilarious stories than just birth events, like of awesome women doing like crazy shit. So there's plenty of them. <laughs> so yeah, I thought you would enjoy hearing that wonderful story, and that you can actually now recreate the drive. I do like weird stuff like that. So, yeah, I do appreciate that. Um, There we go. All right. 
I want to move back to kind of the real world. Uh, semiconductors, obviously, really, really big problem. You can kind of hear that in the news absolutely everywhere. We talked about, I think it was only two episodes ago, um, global semiconductor shortages are affecting not only like PC gamers and crypto miners, but also automakers. However, there is one noteworthy automaker that couldn't care less because they have a stockpile of all the necessary chips on hand and they don't use just-in-time inventory for absolutely everything. Who that is company it? is Toyota. Of course it's Toyota. Yep. So I'm, I'm just guessing this is part of the Toyota <laughs> method, but it turns out that this was actually a process that they learned through the Fukushima disaster because they oh. had kind of a similar thing happen and they're like, you know what, these are cheap, they don't take up much space, they don't go obsolete all that quick and <clears throat> they really should keep a stockpile. Need. Yeah, and like, again, this is Toyota working on experience, just like sticking the giant finger L on their forehead, pointing at the rest of the world, being like, <laughs> we, we learn from our history. We have GPS navigation and you who don't. Something like that, I don't know. But anyway, the Siennas of the world are rolling off the assembly line effortlessly. And all other That's car good. manufacturers are shuttering factories temporarily to get this sorted. So, I think I, the best part about this is that Siennas are probably the best vehicle you can buy right now. It's, yeah. it's definitely up there. I'm going to say it's probably the most practical combustion vehicle you could buy right now. I would say like that's like my favorite like, performance vehicle right now is a Sienna. Oh, me too. Just uh, taking people to Gapplebee's in a Sienna. Imagine having like, like, a, a, a BC Moto Sienna and then taking it to TX2K. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, like, it, it's such a solid vehicle, and it's, like, it's comfortable, and it's just, like, it, it does everything you need. They handle great. Um, they, like, I, I don't see any problems with this. Like, any reason you wouldn't want to actually just own a Sienna for quite literally any reason. I drove <laughs> uh, an all-wheel drive 3.5 Sienna of Janus Generation on Brainerd with, like, film crews hanging out of it one time and i was having yeah. a blast i feel oh, like yeah. the, the only way to drive a sienna at full tilt is with like fil- like people with cameras in the back you just gotta eat them around nobody does and it's a shame like right now there's a spring broken in mine so i've been driving the accord so i've been yeeting the accord around and it doesn't do nearly as well being yeeted as the sienna yacht does. The, the past tense of yeet yacht. is yacht thank you around. <laughs> I don't know why that's come up enough times in my life where I know that there is a past tense to yeeted, but <laughs> so it's been yacht around, and it's just it doesn't like I have to slow down for clover leaves. Oh, to, fun? to be fair, honey, um, with your uh, accord, it's got two stuck brake calipers. That's more the issue. That's fine. I the Sienna still fine. takes. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I've driven cars with all stuck brake calipers. The exactly. key is just don't use the brakes for like a couple minutes, then the paddle wear out there, and then you're fine until I have to it's stop again. Pretty much what happens is the rear brakes overheat and they don't do anything. <laughs> Scott just sent me a link to a burgundy Chevy Bolt for $11,900 in Connecticut. God, you could buy a Fiat for that much money. Uh, yeah, but this is like a 60-plus kilowatt-hour EV, so he could still keep using his meter. And I, I do like that we came up with a while ago, like, well, it's just so ugly. I'm like, well, have it vinyl-wrapped to look like it's in a paper grocery bag, then. I think that would be the, <laughs> the perfect wrap for a Bolt, because it's so ugly. The, the, and the fact that it's got a bow tie on the front is also a 
problem. That does not help its case, I will say. No, it really doesn't. Like, it just... It's those things where it's like, GM isn't inherently bad, but, like, GM is bad enough that, like, I don't want to, like, go out of my way and say, yeah, I drive a GM model. But you look at the options, and it kind of makes sense. No, you're right. It it does make sense, but... uh... I'm just looking at the options, and it, I'm like, it's just like my contempt for GM, like as a brand, because like we're, we're talking to Scott about how like how he feels about Fiat, or about how how like how he's been treated by Hun or Kia. I'm like, I feel like GM GM's gonna do the same thing because they just, they literally don't even care about you. As a Correct. Oh god, yeah. But the thing is, these are already being investigated for battery fires, and that's driving the values of the old ones down. So perfect. It's the perfect time to get one, and you know, if you get a first year. It's already had the Scott own it and suffer through all the recalls and stuff and be aggravated by it, and that's, it's fine, though. And if they're replaced by the battery packs, then... Oh, Scott's back! Oh, hi! Then you'd get a brand new battery pack, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's still under a full battery warranty for quite some time, so... And these use the LG chem cells, which are similar, if not the same, as the ones that were in the Kona that you guys talked about a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So... <laughs> I'm sure that's fine. Speaking of... Uh, so, yes, go, buy, go buy a Bolt. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so, so Scott, you're, you're, yeah, you're talking about cars that have like just completely fallen off of a cliff for appreciation because of issues. I want to talk about cars that are actually appreciating, uh, and proof of such. Uh, the BMW One M. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, if you actually look at the subscriber page, the number of people that are subscribing to the BMW One M on BAT is uh, higher than the total production of One Ms. Well, yeah, they only made like fifteen hundred worldwide. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, there's only so many people that go out of their way. Like, if you actually subscribe to a specific model page, Yeah, it means you're looking for one. You're actually looking for one. <laughs> so, like, it, you don't, like, accidentally do that. I'm no. So, I subscribed so, like, to the BMW Z8. I subscribed, yeah, you, I think, to the 1M. I probably still am subscribed to that. I just think that, like, so if you ever want a car that's, like, you want to know, like, if you want proof positive that car is going to appreciate, that was a perfect example of the car. Um, I just pulled up their page real quick, and it looks like, yeah, it's the colored ones, like the reds and the oranges, that are selling well. They sold in three colors, white, black, and orange. Oh, yes, that's orange, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, the the white and black ones pull a little bit less money than the orange ones, but thing is, um, the top tier ones are the ones that have no miles on, because everybody bought them knowing that they're going to make, like, five of them, and they're all going to be collectible, so... In my opinion, as somebody who owns one of these and shopped for quite a while, you want Valencia orange, you want yes. manual seats with the a la carte $500 heated seat option selected, and you want to yes. deselect navigation because it's like stapled into the top of the dash and it's disgusting. So that's yeah. it. That's how you want to buy it. Yes, I agree the lower mile cars are going to bring more money. Well, but, that's just a fact, but yeah. I mean, like, you can still, like, the cheapest one that's ever sold on Branch Rover is for $25,000. That was in 2019. And that was 114,000 miles and was in Canada. Wow. With a not-clean Carfax. Yeah, and that's that's another thing. If it has any accident history, it immediately uh, drops a pretty significant amount of uh, um, value that- to... And that's kind of the issue with these with these cars is um, probably why nobody drives them is like the reason that they're like appreciating is they're they're kind of like uh, Ford GTs. Everybody bought them 
and nobody put any miles on it. So if you have 7,000 miles on it, it's a high mile car. I think you'd be surprised. I'm in a couple owners groups and there are a lot of these with 200,000 miles on them. That's great. Perfect. Because they're, that, they're that's really the be good to drive. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite driving cars I have. Yeah, I've yet to be in that one, but um, yeah, I mean, like it, it, when that came out, that was like, I think that was the last performance car that came out where I'm like, that is awesome. I'm very excited for this. Well, it's a parts bin car. Like it shouldn't exist. Mm, but I mean, that's what makes it beautiful. I know. That's that's why I love it. And I'm when I finally get to a DMV again someday, I'm gonna get that as a license plate. PRTSBIN. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some other cars that you think would fall into that category of being like have way more people that are actively searching for them? not just saying like i would like to own one but like people are going out of their way looking in the market for one than currently exist what are some other cars that you you wouldn't imagine would be in that list because like we all we all know like obviously there's probably more people looking for Countaches than there are Countaches. Well, yeah, it's stuff like the ITR, but I'm going to try to branch out a little bit and talk about stuff that we don't usually talk about. I think it's going to be yeah. like first-gen Boxster Spider, first-gen Cayman GT4. Um, I think, uh, well, UR Qs are, are already pretty sought after, but I think we're going to start to see B4 and B5 S4s honestly start was, to pull a little bit more money. Um, I think if you have a... Um, I think you're right with the S4, and I think another thing with the S4 is um, if you have an S4 with extremely low mileage, or S4 with a maintenance record that shows a timing chain, that mm-hmm. will like double the value of the car, probably. On a 2.7, yeah. I mean, the... the, the... But no, I'm talking about a, v, a V8 one. If you have oh, one yeah, yeah, one yeah, that yeah, shows, yeah. Like, just... Yeah, that's what I was talking about. No, that... Um, the two sevens, uh, yeah, no question. I'm in agreement with you on those, but yeah, it was the same well, with the, the V8s. And the two twos and the B4s, those were... I can understand I think, the appeal on those. I also think um, the Audi, um, the God, what is it? the Audi like the two hundred Quattro, not the UR Quattro, but like the nineties two door Quattro coupe thing. Oh, um, the Audi ninety. Yeah, the Audi ninety Quattro. Yeah, those Quattro um, coupes used to be like a thousand bucks, and they're they've they're been going anymore. up a long time. Yeah, the with the two eight V six or whatever, they're not impressive. And but. I think that that's a that's an example of a car where it's like there are more people looking for it than exist. But I think if you look at the number of people looking for them versus the number that exists, it's like three thousand looking and like thirty in existence because yeah. they're all put away wet they're all destroyed oh i got it uh e90 rear wheel drive manual wagons i, I see oh yeah want totally. to buy all the time on those now and those cars do not exist um, um a, a, the a86 uh, yep. ben from jmc <laughs> was famous for saying there's probably more Enzo, more ferrari enzos than there are a86s in the world that are clean and unmodified it's getting close to that on 240 sx's too yeah i'd say that um I would say another car you could probably just get ahead of the curve. The curve with, um, I would get a 350Z Nismo. Yeah, I don't like that car at all. But if you want a car where there's more people <laughs> looking for that car than currently exists, get ahead of the curve because it's going to be about two more weeks and there will be no 350Zs left because everybody buys them and crashes them immediately. <laughs> They're all destroyed. <laughs> You're not wrong, unfortunately. There was a guy on. Uh, I follow some like Japanese car, um, like buy sell trade pages, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a guy who's like, 
you know, matte black G35. And he's tried, he's like, yeah, for sale or trade, uh, looking for $3,000. Everybody's laughing him out of the page because, like, it was, like, the worst-looking G35 I've ever seen. Like, it was so bad. It had, like, 15-inch, like, American racing wheels painted black with, like, Krylon, and the body was painted <laughs> matte black with Rust-Oleum. It was really bad. And um, I was just, like, looking at that. I'm, like, I'm laughing at this right now for, like, everybody's offering me $1,000. And somebody said, like, I'll give you $1,000. Or he's, like, I'll give you $1,000 in Bitcoin right now. <laughs> like, I would take that offer now. Well, especially like, if it was a while ago. Well, no, this is like a couple of days ago. But I'm like, oh, okay. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's obviously going up. But I mean, like, it's at the all time right high right now, 60815 Hey! But um, yeah, with this like G35, I'm like, I'm laughing about this right now. And I said to myself, I'm like, I will not, I will be actively looking for one for under $3,000 in about 10 years because there'll be none left because every single one's going to be destroyed. And honestly, <laughs> other than the VQ, they're pretty great cars. The, the engine sucks, but whatever. Uh, it's just like anything else that has timing chain issues. It's the the four, three two four two five two Audi engines, the four four uh, TU it, engines. It, it, like it sounds it sounds the way it does. Well, that's yeah. Maybe you, uh, it's true. Didn't they? There was a company that tried to make it sound good by making equal length like headers, and they still couldn't. Well, no, do the it. intake the intake is the problem. Why? Because it's got une- the cylinder has une- unequal length runners. Oh. Has somebody made you an literally... intake manifold for it then? No, I'm not. I didn't say man. I didn't say intake manifold is runners. Heads. I should say ports. Oh, ports. What? That's the dumbest. <laughs> oh, Nissan. It's, it's entirely unfixable. <laughs> it's just, that's how it's going to sound forever. <laughs> put a bunch of mufflers on it and then just get an artificial sound system from a GTI or something and put it in there. Actually, you know, my dad had a, because uh, his exhaust went out. And I put a Tanabe medallion on it, and I swear Tanabe should have bought a corn. There, yeah, corn, yeah, yeah, yeah carcraft corns. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tanabe—they've um, always been my favorite brand because they are capable of making the worst engine sound amazing. Because I had, um, I had a Tanabe exhaust on my CRX, and it sounded amazing for being a D series. It's the worst sounding engine in the world, and it sounded great. Like it, it honestly sounded better than most to um and then my dad put a tanabe touring medallion which is like the step um on his car and it actually made a g35 sound really decent like it was i it's still you knew it was a vq but it wasn't as insulting (laughs) as most most pretty high praise for a vq so i'll take it yeah it doesn't sound insulting like that's the highest praise i could possibly give that engine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as it rattles itself to pieces like your neighbor's yeah. engine hopefully <clears throat> nah most of it's on the stop sign so uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh. but yeah so uh, yeah I think I think I'm think i gonna put um, for future reference G35s on my list of cars where more people are looking for them than currently exist and that will continue to get more stringent it's like even okay it's just doesn't make sense like that well, car is okay at best it is but it, that's the thing is it's got really good bones that you can build upon and like true and what i like about the g35 is the fact that um why don't people ls swap those uh people do they should i mean the transmission's already set up for it and it's bulletproof the chassis is good the interior's fine just 
just throw an Ellis in it. Call it good. Well, actually, that you can also use the Infinity um, V8 that they have in the oh the the VK the, the Q40 yeah the, oh, the Q45 engine a VK45 VE would be really cool in there. Yeah, because they're uh, the uh, M the Infinity M cars or whatever they were the M45. Yep, you can get an M45 or an M35, so that then they can't be that hard to swap like. No, and you can get it in the FX too. So I'm sure the engines are all over the place. Yeah. So there was somebody in the uh, <laughs> that was in the cross cabriolet uh, page, and she's like, "The transmission <laughs> went on my cross cabriolet. Can I put one from our model?" And everybody's like giving her like ridiculous responses. And I, I'm like, I gave her a real. I'm like, any longitudinal and Nissan or Infinity transmission will work uh, as long as it's all wheel drive. Should be transverse on those, right? No, it's longitudinal. Really? Yeah, I think cross cab. Ugh. I'm pretty sure it's longitudinal. Because hmm. they... I think so. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check. But like, either way, like, their parts been engineered. So, like, I think cars... Any car that's, like, parts been engineered where you have, like, the coolest version of that chassis, I think yeah. that's a really good way to put that on that list of uh, cars. If I had a cross cab, I would look for a, a 3.7 VQ. I would get a six-speed manual out of a... 2002 Nissan Maxima, and I would send it. That I'm not gonna lie, you're 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 not wrong with that. That sounds great. And if it if it does turn out to be, I can just easily Google this. Let me just look up a Nissan Murano. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, that was assuming that it's transverse. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would also do the same thing for my future Avant time. <laughs> oh shit! You're right. Three seven. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Would be, would be no, those are those are what the. F- there we go. Yeah, you're right. They are transverse, so you can't. I can't do some real drive CD009 that I'd want to do with it. Not but, in that, no. Oh yeah, that would stop you from doing the GTR swap too. So yeah, your best case is get a six speed from a, an early Maxima and then bolt the nicest VQ you can to it. Yes, but uh, <laughs> talk about cars are also on that list. Cross cabs. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Weirdest car to be on that list, but like they're not enthusiasts that are looking for it. But like, there's like a really weird like, just like every Karen wants one. Talk about a, a good business opportunity for a company that makes aftermarket parts. Start making top assemblies and parts for cross cabs. You will make a fortune on the few people that have those, and probably for the next several decades too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Any company that can make uh, that, that can that can make uh, the top assemblies like that, and then like. As long as you like reman transmissions for Nissans. Oh, the last yeah, the CVT, gross. Ugh. You know what I would do? I just put an automatic in it. Yeah, just auto swap it. That's all you have to do. Just, I have got an all wheel drive automatic transmission. Seriously, go you go pull so from that better. same Maxima. Go get the four speed auto that they used to have, which is pretty much bulletproof, and just throw that in there. It doesn't matter. That, well, I think like the f- first generation Murano. I. That was a CVT because, still. No, because they, they started doing the CVT in like oh, like four, I think. Oh really? I, think, I yeah, really so thought I, the I think, CVT started no two on those. No, I, I think it was oh four. Ah, interesting. Because I, really? I remember it. Yeah, and huh. so like, if you can, if there's a automatic all wheel drive transmission, that would make a cross cab way better. Oh yeah, that would make it actually <laughs> it something you could afford to keep on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would suddenly be that would be a perfect car. Like you, we were talking like a, a, a year or two ago about like a perfect, perfect car for car. your parents. In Florida. Oh. <laughs> like that is your that is your Florida Huckleberry, and with global warming, it's lifted, so you'll be able to drive through flood water. 
replace our 05 Lexus ES330 that we stole from my grandma. <laughs> I've been driving yeah, that around exactly. the last week, and like honestly, for Florida, yeah. there's no fun roads here. And it has air-conditioned seats. I tinted the windows before we sent it down, and it's a it's a three MZ. Like, it's fine. It's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like it's for Florida. Like I just couldn't care less. <laughs> that, that you're no totally car right. can make Florida driving enjoyable. True. We used to have an E46 330 convertible down here, and it was obviously a way nicer would, car to I would, drive. I would say but, a land yacht, actually. Uh, a Tesla Model S is the actual answer for down here, but we don't have one of those. No, I mean, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying, like, a land yacht. Oh, like, like a, the uh, Randy a Grubb? 70, a, sandy, a 77 Continental. Oh, so you're not talking Perfect about a literal right. yacht Right, what the did um, the show about the uh, New York Jewesses, what, what did they bring up from Florida? They drove all the way from Florida to New York City. I think that was actually a 77 Continental. Oh, for Pete's yeah. sake. Like that, yeah, it was a land yacht. You, from uh, Broad City. You need yeah, extra Broad margins, City. though, because people drive so poorly here. Oftentimes, they're in your lane, and if you have a land yacht, you're taking up your entire lane. Yeah. However, those big point. chrome bumpers, you probably won't even notice. Also, that car weighs enough that, like, you can just drive through walls. <laughs> like, cl- there's That's like the car where clipping is turned off. <laughs> you wonder why the super small overlap crash test wasn't a thing in the 70s? Because it wasn't possible. Yeah, concrete like, barriers just weren't made strong enough at the time. Yeah, you, like, it wasn't a problem until like the eighties. <laughs> yeah, if two cars hit, it would just they would just bounce off each other. It's fine. Yeah, they just keep it was an unstoppable object moves an immovable force or <laughs> yeah. an unstoppable uh, force meets an immovable object. That's what it is. Yep. We just, <laughs> just choose to not. Yeah, no, it's fine. This guy keeps posting bolts in the uh, Discord. Sub nineteen thousand for a brand new bolt. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> hey, if it's I'm brand new, you could probably get them to do a dealer transfer. I'm, I'm, I'm also looking at the fact that you're about to spend twenty thousand dollars to drive a Chevy. Like, really? I, I would I, still spend eleven for a first year whatever one, but like I'm the late ones. I'm surprised used prices aren't lower right now. That that's yeah. the most concerning thing. I thought those were sub ten. I, I know we've seen them there, but I understand why they're not all sub ten. Well, when do the bulk of leases come up? Uh, uh, spring. Uh, right around now, actually. Those, yeah, Those next. may not have popped up yet. That might be part of it. Next two months. We should have Bobby Flew on sometime, because he knows all about like dealer stuff, because he's been doing that for way longer than I ever did. Yeah, and then if we knew... Scott, do you know a uh, Lemon Law attorney? I can't remember if you said you did, but we really need to do a Lemon Law episode. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I don't know him personally. I got a referral, but ah. I didn't end up using one because I couldn't get reimbursed for it, so I just acted as my own. I see. Well, that sort of petered out without a conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, either way, we still need to do a Lemon Law episode. I mean, my mother had a really garbage X3 that she traded her much less garbage X3 in on four that was like a demonstrator, and it it was such a colossal piece of shit, and then she lemoned that out. So, I mean, we've had at least two or three lemon buybacks in this family, so we have some data, but obviously talking to somebody that does it professionally would be nice for when we finally do that episode but it is still in the uh upcoming episode you know future notes bin so now we know yep all right i want to talk actually moving it back to hyundai kia about <laughs> the the conan we will not leave them alone <laughs> nope and i'm gonna prod at him on this one too i want to talk about the conan the conan yep it's oh the kona kona n kona 
Kona N, Kona N, Kona the, N. the Barbarian, that one. Anyway, so they're oh. they're putting an N on a Kona, and I'm like, ooh, clicking into it. I'm like, all the end line stuff is manual. Clicking into it, scrolling, 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 eight speed auto only. And I just like close the window. I'm like, you're That's doing tough. the same thing Ford did with ST. You had a great brand or sub brand, I guess in this case, that had a really good thing going for it, which was manual only in performance. They had great product, like the Veloster and the, uh, what was the, the actual hatch we didn't get here? Uh, uh, the Elantra. Uh, what? They gave us, oh yeah, an Elantra N, but there was another one. It was like an N30 or something like that. I30N, Scott's posting, finally. Um, so anyway, they gave us those, and they're like universally like, dude, why would you buy a GTI? You could buy this. No, they put this garbage out. An automatic-only CUV with the N brand stapled on it. So, rip N, you had a good two-year run or whatever you were out for, but that brand is now dead. I'm just really happy that Honda, like, doesn't use Type R oil. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, you can... Even SI. Yeah, they they don't take those lightly. Like when they said SI, like the weakest SI was the Prelude SI, the second generation Prelude, and like the only reason that was weak is like by comparison. But like in 1983, I was like fuel injected, which was huge, and that's what it meant, and then sports injection. Um, hmm. but yeah, you you might be able to add the um the Kona into our underwhelming performance Kona. cars. Uh, yeah, the Kona, you can add that to the underwhelming performance car list and. Uh, when we do our tier list next episode. For 210, yep. Yeah, for 210. Which, yeah. don't worry, listeners, we will be back to the usual recording studio at that point, we, so you don't have to listen we to were get, we, we were going to do that in real life, but uh, we couldn't today, because because Eric's in Florida. Yeah, and this Much internet needed. connection is, is basically just imagine DSL at your grandparents' house. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's cable awful. and it's like it has like it's like 30 megabits down when i test it but the upload is just like it's not there mine is uh yeah my, my so i pay for like gig through like xfinity mm-hmm. but it's like xfinity dsl gig and it's like <laughs> the, the highest i've ever gotten it is like i think like 700 that's that's still pretty good <laughs> oftentimes you're limited by headroom in your firewall doing packet inspection and stuff like that so I, we've got gig fiber at work, and I, I think I've seen 930, and we have obviously Ooh. pretty good hardware, but, like, there's, unless you have 10 gig all the way through to your, like, through the firewall, all the way into your um, EDI, it's not happening. Yeah, so I'll have to, I, I'm, I'm waiting until I get real, like, actual fiber optic in front of my house, I'll yes. be thrilled. Same. Ugh. But, uh, God, I'm just, I'm frustrated that Hyundai, like, they were, like, the final bastion of performance i know weirdly enough but like i guess i was right not having any faith in them because i never did yeah i was i I guess i do feel a little bit better about that now i feel vindicated knowing that they were find a way to screw it up (laughs) (laughs) like the screw it up (laughs) i mean they still make the good models too i mean they still make the i30 in other markets they still make the veloster n scott's mentioning the sonata n i can't remember if that's an n line or an n but i think you can still get a manual on that too um, Elantra N, yep, you can still get a manual on that. That might be N line too, but either way, the brand is was before this still very good. You can still buy that other product that's still good, now it's, just like now you can still buy an M two. Yeah, it's mostly good. So is the BMW M line, but that doesn't mean it's infallible. 
I the BMWM line doesn't mean anything to me. It hasn't for years because for every actual M3, there's an M335i, or there's an MX1. Not even yeah. Oh, M235 MIM Sport. Yeah, like th- that's what I mean. It's just like they they just throw it on anything these days, and they've been doing that for years. So that that's is so. Speaking of BMW, yesterday I asked you about. Uh, when oh, BMW yeah. started to suck. And <laughs> I was driving I down the road in the Lexus, and I get a text from Ryan out of the blue. We haven't <laughs> talked in a week. What year did BMW really fall off a cliff? And I just responded, 2012. <laughs> Nothing else. I, I noticed that was before they turned 100. Cause they turned 100 in like 2015, 16 or something, hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I think it was 2015. And Ford yeah. was horrific. Like, they were at their worst in 2003. Like, I would say, like, yeah, the Malays, everybody was bad, so I can't just, like, call out Ford exclusively. <laughs> you could. No, because everybody sucked. Like, if you get into, like, a 1978 Corolla, it still kind of sucked. Um, like, nobody was doing well during the Malays. Um, but, so, like, I, I can't really blame them, but, like, Ford's the first company I thought of, like, wow, 100 years, they really sucked. The Mitsubishi really sucked for their 100-year year anniversary, and so did BMW, and let me see when actual Mercedes uh, came around. <laughs> um, let's see here. Not the uh, Bertha Benz. Yeah, Mercedes Benz. So they were founded. So, hmm. one second. I mean, it's got to be the the nineteen hundred, the first decade. Nineteen twenty six, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, because Carl oh, you're right. yeah. and a lot before that. That's true. But um, I was thinking like the Blitz and Benz and all that kind of stuff. Ding. And so like 2026 is coming up here, and like right now, so the G wagon is already screwed because independent front suspension. <laughs> they're making the SL all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Like they're totally going to, they're going the way of the hundred-year curse. They have multiple front-wheel drive models. Yeah, like they're going the way of the hundred-year curse, and so like um. Or some other brands that were so like Chevy, so like a Chevrolet. They were founded nineteen eleven, so twenty eleven. Um, uh, they've arguably gotten better since then. Yeah, but I mean, twenty eleven was a pretty bad year for them, though. But was that their worst? No, it's... it wasn't their worst. I mean, that was like just post bailout, wasn't it? But yeah, I know. But that's the thing is, like, they were making just yeah. terrible product prior to that, though. So they were an outlier, but yeah, Ford, 1903, Dodge, 1900, 2000 Dodge. You can't get anything good from 2000 by Dodge. Like, everything sucked. <laughs> it's like, this is a real thing. There's a 100-year curse on car companies. So, like, yeah, it was founded in 1899, so that was irrelevant because they weren't in America yet. Um, yeah, so we still Alpha, have, like, another 80 years for Fiat here, so we should be okay. Alfa Romeo, 2010. Um yeah, I guess I would say that they they weren't the worst, but I mean, Italian companies kind of suck, like just in general. Um, Lancia, Lancia was founded in nineteen oh six. I don't even know starting... what they were making in oh six. Were they making anything? Oh well, yeah, they were, but I think it was like the rebadged Chrysler stuff, or was that pre FCA? Yeah, so... That might have been pre-FCA. That was, like, right around the time of FCA, I think. They're making, like, the Thema and all this other just garbage with that really terrible Lancia Ma stapled onto the front. 
Let's see here. I'm looking at Lancia 19. No, no more looking up the 100 year curse. We can do an episode on it and predict the, <laughs> the death year. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, they made the Ypsilon, which is just. Oh, like, that thing is so disgusting. disgusting. So, yeah, they, so, yeah, there is the 100 year curse. This is a real thing. So, there you go. Every time a car company turns 100 years old, you can you better bet that they're making the worst crap that they've ever made. I am going to pull up a photo of the Ypsilon for the uh, recording, just because it is so disgusting. It is a horrific vehicle, and they were, they came like, it, it just came out of nowhere. Like, it's the 100 year curse will come out of nowhere. Because, like, you'll, you'll, like, two years beforehand, like, you can totally be making something fine. Like, yeah, Mitsubishi is a perfect example. Like, 2010. If you said that they were going to be off of a cliff in 2015, nobody would believe you. <laughs> yeah. Well, but then, like, 2015 is just, like, everything they made was pure garbage. The Evo's gone. <laughs> the Eclipse is a crossover. <laughs> just like, yeah, what? Seriously. No, it no, was, no. And then they did their, um, for their 100th anniversary, they paid West Coast Customs to turn an Outlander into the original car. Oh. And it was the worst, most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your life. My life was better before I knew that factoid that you just placed in my brain. <laughs> now you can hang out on a beach and just sulk about that. Yeah, well, right now after this, I gotta decide which beach bar to go to for dinner. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's well, gonna it's be like, tough. It's like 50 degrees outside, so I'm probably going to Of course, to it was 60. Well, I don't know. I, just, I, didn't, I went, didn't go out at, like peak time also cory lies it's about 70 degrees in the porch right now you also have the heater on honey nope it's been off for like an hour oh nice there you go it's it's 79 here right now just so you know nice that's 10 same as the porch (laughs) it is it's actually on the warm side but anyway that is neither here nor there i'm going to close the video version with the lancia ypsilon from 2006 searing your eyeballs out (laughs) <laughs> and then yeah. please make it go away I don't want to look at this anymore <laughs> <laughs> we should call this episode today because now we have to look at that did you have another topic after this or? I don't think so I think, was, I, think was, I, think, I think I'm good here I don't want to look at that car anymore things awful <laughs> it is very very terrible uh, no that's it guys I see why Tucker loves playing Beam, Beam NG have you been playing Beam NG this whole time Yes, nonstop. I've actually been off-roading. <laughs> nice. So, all right. Well, it's been real, everyone. And thank you for listening to us talk at you about things that kind of matter. <laughs> and we will let you know if somebody ends up with a bolt. And then if you have any recommendations on a good local wrapping company that would want some exposure on a B-Ray YouTube channel in exchange for creating and installing a paper bag wrap, um, uh, sh- yeah, I mean, both. Uh, pristine detail, I bet, would be about that. <laughs> so anyway. <'Cause> they rip. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I could get it printed out at work. I just don't know how to apply oh, wraps. Yeah, you could totally talk to Hep. You'd be about that. Awesome. That'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll see All you guys right. next week. Enjoy Bye. for it.